0: You can hear Above 180 while on the go with StitcherSmartRadio.com. Stitcher is a free news and talk mobile app available for your smartphone. And when you download Stitcher to hearabove Above180.com, you have a chance to win some money. Downloading is quick and easy. Just find Stitcher in the App Store. Download it. It's free, and it just takes a few seconds. Then, during registration, hit the promo code box and enter BOWL. B-O-W-L. To get automatically entered to win $100. You'll get access to lots of other amazing shows, too. Always available to you on demand, no syncing. It's Stitcher Smart Radio. Don't forget to enter promo code Bowl when you register.
1: BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, from Washington, D.C., and the Bowlers Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar.
0: We are back for part two with Tom Clark. Tom is the commissioner of the PBA. You can follow him on Twitter at ClarkPBA.com. If you're just tuning in and you maybe didn't catch last week's episode, make sure you do so. Lots of great stuff about the PBA, kind of a a review of last year and the PBA tour, and looked a little bit ahead to this year. So we want to continue with Tom and and want to thank you first for joining us today.
2: Thank you. It's been an incredible week since we last talked.
3: We appreciate you being here, Tom. Uh, You know that, Leads me into my opening question. Uh, November is upon us. Uh, We have the PBA new tour beginning, and it's a non-exempt year this year. Can you kind of touch base and explain the whole non-exempt status, how many bowlers or what type of bowler are eligible to play in any PBA event? Uh, The opening venue, I believe, will be at South Point in Las Vegas again. Yep. Uh, are they going to keep the same patterns that they had last year? Can you kind of touch base and give us some uh, background?
2: Sure. Well, yeah, we're really excited about the World Series of Bowling. It's the fourth one. Uh, it's at, back at South Point uh, in Las Vegas on uh, November 2nd. is practice day. We've got a full field, 240 bowlers. That's all we can fit. And we had it filled three weeks before the first ball is going to be thrown. Uh, we've got 16 different countries represented at this thing. And obviously, the best players in the world, and um, and they're going to go right at it. The first, and the people that were eligible to bowl were are PBA members, PBA members, and first come, first serve. I mean, that's it. And uh, you, and now you have to be international players have to be PBA members as well. The first couple of years of the World Series, we allowed international players without getting memberships because um, there weren't so many opportunities for them. You know, overseas to compete in PBA events, but those opportunities exist now. So we created a PBA International membership, and and that's all you have to do is be a PBA member in good standing, and first come, first serve, and you're in the World Series. And uh, you know, we we've got a pretty good little formula for how these events work now. And the first day you come out, and it's eight games of the cheetah uh, on the cheetah pattern at, at South Point. Cheetah was out of the Rotation last year, we brought it back. Kind of keeps people on their own side of the lane, you know, as opposed to, uh, uh, you know, what you've seen happen with a lot of long-form tournaments nowadays where the lanes break down and, and you see people, you know, kind of continually move in. The cheetahs is at least one where, for the most part, people stay out. Um you know, so your bowl eight games will cut to the top 16. 36, 36 players will cash. Uh, that first day, uh, out of that 240, but 16 of them will advance to, uh, six more games that night. And by the end of the, those 14 games, not one day on cheetah, you'll have a top four that'll make a show and bowl for, on a stepladder this year. We go back to stepladder after last year's, uh, eliminator format that we used. And, uh, we, we go for the cheetah. The next day we come out and bowl the viper. And it's the same exact formula. And then, then it's the chameleon and then it's the uh, scorpion. And, and all along, the, the qualifying scores from each one of those uh, animal pattern events count towards the PBA World Championship. So after those 32 games are bowled, uh, on, on each of the different four patterns, um, we will cut to the top, uh, to the cashers' round, and then the top 24 in the World Championship, or, you know, a classic style world championship match play, and uh, and end up with with five guys for the final of the world championship show. And those five bowlers, after bowling on five different lane conditions and uh, something like fifty games of bowling, are going to probably be the five best bowlers in the world. I mean, I mean, you can almost bet on it. It's an incredibly difficult grind, um, and it's and uh, we've seen who. What kind of players have succeeded at the World Series over the last three years, and and you know it's always the best. And so, you know that's what you're going to end up seeing. And and so that World Series will deliver the four pattern championship shows. It'll deliver the World Championship Show, and it kicks off actually with the World Bowling Tour Finals, which will be the uh, top three players in points after a two-year rolling system of points on the World Bowling Tour. And that delivered a great field as well. I think what you're going to see is Mika, uh, Fagan, and Barnes um, um, go at each other on that show. Uh, and then we also have the Women's World Bowling Tour Finals, which is going to be a great show as well. I think it's Kelly Kulik, uh, I believe Missy uh, Parkin and and Carolyn, I think, or Liz, maybe it's Liz that will that will be on that show. So you're going to have a great kickoff with the World Bowling Tour Finals, and all that stuff happens at the World Series. So now, it's hard to even—it's hard to think past that because it's so much, it's so much stuff in such a, a short period of time, and it delivers so much uh, inventory for our sponsors and, and so much competition for our fans. All of it will be on Extra Frame, you know, live, um, and then all the finals are on ESPN. Um, so it's really probably the biggest festival of, of bowling activity uh, that's ever been, is uh, the World Series. Um, but we have to think ahead, obviously, and then we, when we get to January. Well, actually, at the end of November is the Japan Cup, and we're pretty excited that the Japan Cup is, uh, is back. So uh, a lot of our top pl- players will be there. and Obviously, the, the level of competition in Japan has increased, and it will be a great tournament, as it always is. And, um, and that show will actually air for the first time in about three years on ESPN. So that's kind of through November.
0: Okay. Well, hey, um, t- Tom, yep. just yeah. got a, a quick question for you. I want to follow up on one of the points you made early earlier regarding Cheetah and some of the patterns. I know that was one of the things you noticed last year It's like you said, at South Point it seems like it's a higher friction uh, lane surface that the bowlers are bowling on. Has there been any thought by the PBA or have you guys tried to do any sort of manipulating of the oil pattern to make it hold up a little bit longer so people aren't chased in so far, so deep, so early in the competition?
2: Yes, absolutely. I mean, we look at that every year. Um, we have definitely tweaked uh, all of the animal patterns and worked with all of the ball companies on it, um, gave them all the, the opportunity to to look at what we've put together. Um, and so they're all tweaked. Uh, a little bit with that in mind, I think most, the, the most important thing that, that we want is, is a differentiation each day. I mean... We don't want them all to play the same. I guess that would be the easy way to say it. Uh, and and so we want them to be different enough that different skill sets are used, you know, each day, and, and the ability to adjust, you know, really comes up comes to the fore. Um, I think the biggest, probably the biggest controversy in bowling is always the right left, you know, controversy, and and I think what we saw in a lot of tournaments and what we're seeing not just in PBA events is is this phenomenon where, you know,
1: the right-handers
2: are able to, to build a, a hook spot, but, but they have to keep moving left to, uh, to utilize the oil to get to that spot. And it actually ends up with them bowling on the left side of the, on the, left side of the lane so much that it, that it in, impacts the left-handers um, in a way that we've really never seen before. And, and so, yeah, that's one of the reasons why, uh, for example, we went with the cheetah, uh, this year at the World Series, as opposed to the Shark, because, uh, you know, as you guys know, the Shark kind of starts in and then keeps going further in, um, whereas the Cheetah starts out and, and for the most part, everybody stays on their, own, on their own side of the lane.
3: So, Tom, I have a follow-up question to uh, the, the new format the PVA is trying to follow. Uh, I see there's going to be some team involvement. Can you explain that?
2: Yeah. So yeah. That's so. Now we go to January, and we have another major meet. You know, and this is going to be in Detroit, back at the uh, Thunder Bowl, a great uh, a great partner uh, of ours, and uh, a unique center with three different bays and ninety lanes and an arena. And we get there, and we're going to have four more uh, singles tournaments um, at this at that location, starting in starting January twentieth. Uh, but at the same time as those singles tournaments are going on, there will have been uh, teams decided, five-man teams, and the scores in those singles tournaments uh, will count towards the team totals. And the shows that emanate from Detroit will have not only the singles championship for each one of those weeks, but a, a stepladder of... Team bowling, and it's the it's the launch of a new thing called the PBA League, and it's it's really exciting. I mean, obviously, you know, bowling has been a team sport for most people forever, and uh, I think a lot of this was inspired by the the idea of uh, the old Budweiser teams, uh, and 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 the, the great relationship that the teams like that back in the '50s had with not only with fans and. Uh, but with sponsors, and so we're creating these these teams. And the way the league will will work is, uh, at the World Series this year, there'll be a draft, and the franchise players for each of these eight teams that will be in the league will be the top eight players from last year's point list. So each one of those players, in conjunction with whoever their their team owner will will end up being, which we'll be announcing soon, um, those. Those individuals will select their players from the PBA membership. Anyone can declare themselves eligible for this draft, and um, and we'll just have a draft kind of like your fantasy football league. I mean, it'd be a snake draft, and and we'll see who's on what teams, and then those teams will become a great sponsorable element for us uh, because they'll wear, wear uniforms and kind of look like a kind of like a NASCAR team or. Um, if, if, you, if there's anything to liken it to, and then you'll see them compete on TV for um, week after week, accumulating points until there's a championship at the at the end of the year where they're they're going to bowl for the Elias Cup, named after Eddie Elias. And uh, I, you know it's it's definitely a it's definitely a major shift in in the way that the Professional Bowlers Association is is contested. But I think. You know, introduces a lot of excitement, a lot of intrigue, and uh, and has a lot of potential from a financial standpoint.
0: Well, Tom, and my question on that is: as I was reading this over, that you're right, this is a great idea, and it looks like it is going to be a Baker format, uh, Baker format final. So, my question is this: so, um, fans, we as as a fan now speaking, I always want to be involved in things and thinking of ways to enhance the experience for me. Was there a thought when putting this together to try to incorporate somehow? in that final uh, tournament, because obviously the, the uh, incorporate in this an amateur sort of element to this event where it would be the four professionals and then an amateur on the team that obviously would be someone who was interested in this and someone who was in, in Detroit or in the city or, or came to you guys and, and maybe crazily, you know, you guys are in a contest where you submitted a video mm-hmm. and said why you should choose me. Was there ever any thought to involving the fans when it comes to, came to that team event?
2: Well, I mean, there's always uh, there's always discussions about how we can incorporate fan involvement in what we're doing, but but that wouldn't that wouldn't fit in this in any way. And and the reason for that is because what we're trying to do is have the best players in the world go at each other to try to win. I mean, the object is to win, uh, and, and you wouldn't see you know a fan playing second base for the Tigers in the World Series. You know, uh, it, it's not. This is about each team has an equal chance. To develop their best, their, the best team they possibly could have, and then try to win that cup. So, so we wouldn't have ever involved a, a amateur or a fan or or anything like that in the actual competition. Now, can we involve them with with their teams? You know, I think the the, the best fan involvement uh, potential that exists with this league is that each team will be will represent a city as well. So. We already know we're going to have a Los Angeles team. We already know we're going to have a Dallas team. We know we're going to have a Detroit team. And, um, and so fans for the first time in, in forever in bowling will kind of have a chance to root on a team that represents their city. And hopefully what we will be able to do in the, in the near future and distant future is, is do events in each one of those cities. Where the home team can, the home fans can kind of come out and, and root that team on and do special events in each one of those cities as well, where the team would be able to come by. The Detroit team would go to Detroit and either do exhibitions or clinics or whatever it would be. So there's definitely a, a component of this, which is to get closer to the fans around the country.
3: So, Tom, if we switch gears a little bit here and, and talk equipment. Uh, what can you tell us uh, is different for the pba with registering equipment for this season
2: uh, well i think the biggest uh, the biggest change from a product registration standpoint is uh, motive uh, becoming a fully product registered company this year um, they're really uh, they've really got a lot of momentum and have been really aggressive and and they have uh, Dick Allen. Dick Allen is a guy on our tour that nobody should sleep on. I mean, he is a uh, he's somebody that can sneak up on you, and uh, and he's one of their uh, top players. And so them joining us at the, at the full fully registered um, is is probably the biggest news of the year. Joining you know all of the the four brands out of uh, Kentucky and, and Ebonite with Hammer Columbia Track and and Ebenite, and then, of course Storm and Rotogrip and and Brunswick and uh, DV8. So Motive joins them. And one that, that, that falls out this year and, and decided not to be with, with the PBA of this year is 900 Global. So I think 900 Global out and Motive moving up are probably the two big news items.
0: You know, we talked to Eric a couple of weeks ago. That interview is archived up on our website, Above180.com. Again, we're talking to Tom Clark, commissioner of the PBA here. Um, what? How can a smaller company, uh, I guess, justify... Spending the amount of money and and what it costs because it not only costs money for the registering but then the uh, all the stuff that goes involved with that from marketing to uh, the tour staff and that sort of thing. So I guess just I guess sell the registration to a smaller company and what they can expect to get for their dollars or bang for their buck, so to speak.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I really think that uh, it's it's uh, it's up to a, a company. I, I mean, you have to look at it almost. In relation to, if I think of it from the PBA standpoint, you know, how do I buy? How can the PBA buy uh, commercial time on on uh, ESPN or CBS or NBC to promote our PBA league? But the NFL can. The NFL has all these commercials, and, and the PBA doesn't. You know, so it's too expensive for me. And you know, I, and sometimes it's kind of your, your lot you know, in life where, okay, if this is the focus of our company and this is where we want to be able to promote marketing-wise, there's things you can afford, there's things you can aspire to try to afford, and there's things you can't afford. And sometimes that's just the realities. But I think that, you know, when you talk about small companies or, I I don't know, Joe, you would know more than me, but I don't think Storm, you know, started out as a large company, you know. They've built themselves up. Through, uh, through incredible decision making and products and and, uh, and marketing decisions, and have become thought of as a large company, you know. But they they weren't always. And um, I think that you know the, the exposure that the PBA brings and the idea that the best players are using that equipment, um, even if you start on the regional level and a smaller level of product registration, which exists and is a, a little bit more affordable for for smaller brands. Um, I think all it does is add to your credibility and uh and give you a chance to show off what your stuff can do at the at the highest level. But you know I, I really it's it's really whatever decisions that a company wants to make in order to spend the marketing dollars that it has and, and we we definitely respect that.
3: Right? And and I I would agree with you Tom in that, you know, Storm was not an overnight instant success. It probably took them a good five to eight years before they had a, a foothold, let's say, east of the Mississippi. Yet Motive, uh, they've been in existence for, I would say, three and a half, four years now. Uh, so that kind of surprised me as well. But I'll tell you, their product line has steadily been improving, especially in the last year. They've, they've touched base with different formulas on their covers to create different ball motions and shapes, that people want to see. And uh, again, I think that was a big part. I, I think they've realized they've reached where they w- need to be in ball variety and ball motion. And again, it, it's a big decision, but I, I think it's nowhere but up for that company right now.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, once you're really proud of that product, and then you, I mean, the PBA has changed a lot, but the benefits that we provide the companies that we do partner with are probably greater now than they have ever been. When you look at things like our television shows include promotion of the equipment at a level that didn't exist uh, ever in bowling. We not only list, you know, the arsenals and the ball brands and models that players are using on each show, but the new jerseys that we have, you know, really advertise the – the affiliation of players with different brands uh, to a to a degree that never existed before. Um, we we include now the rotating signage that we have uh, around our set includes the the logos of our top fr- product registered brands, and we include them in the in the billboards on the show when we say that the, our shows are presented by people that we we have them on a rotating system to get those ball companies we uh, exposure. Um, we've been. We've been giving uh, regional tournament entitlements to each one of our uh, product registered companies. so they have an opportunity to to do things on a grassroots level, uh, marketing wise. Um, and it's really all just scratches the surface on new things that we do in addition to what has been going on for years. So um, I'm pretty I'm really uh, I'm happy with what we do, you know, to help our partners and uh, obviously, we're really appreciative of the of the partners that we have.
0: Well, Tom, I want to get one final question, and then, then we're going to wrap things up here. This has been and very informative. Uh, thank you for spending all this time with us. Uh, one of the things that came out over the summer, and we, we did an interview with, with Vin Gerard, and we talked to Jason Balmonte, and I want to get your thoughts on that whole deal because I was asked countless times on Facebook, on Twitter, everywhere, from people that I would see at the alleys, is this whole thing just a setup, or was this guy just looking for attention? What, what's the whole situation behind it? You know, people who don't know, he came back and kind of challenged bowling and, and the sport in general, saying it wasn't a sport, saying everyone is, you know, overweight and drinks beer and eats chicken wings and this, that, and the uh. other. But I want to get your thoughts on that and kind of just put that topic behind us. And, and uh, you said the World Series is full, so I'm, I'm guessing then Vin is on the waiting list.
2: I guess he's not in. He's not a PBA member, so we wouldn't let him in anyway. So, uh, the, uh, no, actually, we have absolutely nothing to do with that. In no way, in no way, a plan or any kind of marketing campaign. And, I mean, and actually, it's one of the conversations I've had with people. Where I said after it started going, in this guy who, uh, you know, we call him a wrestler, but I mean, let's face it what kind of, he's not Hulk hogan you know he's not uh you know one of these w uh, w e big time the rock type of a guy he's not a superstar no one knows who he is it's a very one of those small minor league type of wrestling things i I assume that he's a part of and um you know we, we we'd probably look at it differently if it was the rock you know saying things about the one. we'd say wow this is an opportunity to reach a lot of people but but when it's this guy i mean it's just one guy that's basically looking for attention i think and but when Belmo kind of entertained it, and and that was on his own completely. I mean, he he felt like responding. Um, I I actually looked at the whole situation and said, well, what if we what if we had planned this and it was like we picked out some character who played a role and ripped on bowling, and then our whole thing was to try to uh, to try to prove him wrong, and we used it as a way to gain attention. Would that be a good campaign for bowling and and I kind of thought of it about that for about 20 seconds and realized, no, it wouldn't. I, I'm not a fan. I'm really not a fan of the whole, the whole thing. Um, it, it's, it's fine for people to have fun and they're having fun with it, but I, I, just, I just don't feel like the PBA or the PBA brand, you know, or what we stand for. While we stand for a lot of things that are fun and exciting and interesting and we like drama and we like compelling, I like real drama. I don't, I don't really like fake fake drama and some guy looking for attention. I, the drama that interests me is Belmo against Sean Rash. That that interests me a lot, you know. And Pete Weber going for the U.S. Open at age 49. That's drama that is real. That's what we've provided. We've never done one scripted thing. You know, in the history of the PBA, it's always been completely real. I'm not a fan of pro wrestling personally, and I'm a big fan of all sports, so... The whole thing doesn't really interest me, but if people are having fun
0: with it, hey, what the heck. On that note, Tom, we're going to leave things at that. For Tim Berg, Joe Savar, Commissioner of the PBA, Tom Clark, good luck and good bowling.